When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not making a joke when he comes on here and says that this made sense dramaturgically, Rob. Yeah. He means it with his full belly, you know? This is a dramaturgically sound decision that was made by Je- uh, Jeremy Strong. And we uh, we can respect that because I yeah. mean, we are creators and Josh and I have a lot of discussions like behind the scenes. First like, one out made like, a lot of sense to me yeah. dramaturgically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, zero even, believe I, it. I, you're, you're, you're joking, but you know, you and I have a lot of like internal discussions about like, okay, here's what we want to do, and we want to make sure it makes sense uh, hodgeturgically, and <laughs> we have to, or it doesn't play. R to the O B, and Josh McMahon talking about succession. One podcast per week. C R to the O B, and Josh McMahon talking about succession. Podcasting like bozos, make some noise. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's the Rob and Josh Show here on Post Show Recaps, talking about the final season of Succession all season long. I'm Josh. This is Rob. Today, we're talking about season four, episode three of Succession, Connor's Wedding. Hi, Rob. Can you believe it? Here we are at Connor Roy's nuptials. Yes, and I just want to let the record show Josh and I are not estranged, okay? We're it's not a strange strong, strong word. We're strong not estranged. Word. We talk constantly. And we so that a, is a, we did a 34 minute pre-show just It's just now. not accurate. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that that's fair. Uh, yeah. Rob, we're just going to do we're just going to get a podcast off the rack and gonna uh, an we're going to do some pod. like some yeah. modifications yeah. Uh, we, here for this we do, week. Uh, the the live show with tweaks. Is that what we mm-hmm. should do? The succession yeah. live show with tweaks just here some, on Robin just Josh? Some, just some tweaks. The yeah. wiggle room with tweaks. There's yeah. no there's yeah. no Wanda here. Dan's no funeral music. with tweaks. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's right. Uh, of course, we are talking about Connor's wedding, but are we? Uh, is sort of like the big story of the week. As uh, does this count as Armageddon? Is this a is this an Armageddon yeah, you know level what? event? I really feel like that my Armageddon for people who have listened to the podcast uh, last week, and I talked about how like I thought that you know uh, a great way for Succession to end would be some sort of like the the the, the Roy's and, yeah. and yeah that they they really do roaring end at up the end of the world bringing about yeah. sort of like uh you know some sort of version of the apocalypse uh due to like uh their inflammatory politics and so they end up bringing about uh some like a cataclysmic uh world ending event and that th- there would be a lot of debate over who gets into the fallout shelter, into the panic room, who gets the good stuff in there. Yeah. And I feel like that that maybe might be just incredible succession fan fiction uh-huh. in another universe. Were you ever maybe. a fan fiction guy? Not really. Sometimes not really. I mean, what I was the evolution some, of strategy? I, I read some Star Trek it. novels, uh, novelizations. Is that fan fiction? I think it's yeah. it's more I mean, than it's, fan fiction. It's more than fan fiction. Yeah, but, but like, it's not canon. You never like tried your hand at the at the stuff. 
Uh, I may have like had some ideas for okay, some. Okay. Yeah, that's for All another. Right. For Let's another. Talk, uh, but that, we'll do it on the I, I also, I, I want to commend uh, that um, you were great filling in uh, for Jessica Lee on the Picard poster recap. Oh uh, yeah, I enjoyed that podcast this I'm, weekend. I'm all caught up on Picard. So people who've listened to the Rob and Josh show, not just for Succession, yeah. we did check out Picard season three's premiere some yes. weeks ago. And gosh, if you didn't keep up with it. Um, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean to be mean towards the Mandalorian, especially as like I think like there have been some you were. There that have been you really came good. came for the Mandalorian's helmet. I did. I took. I snatched the you helmet. Snatched his helmet, which is like a, like a Very... real offense. Like that's like uh, that's like really bad mm-hmm. behavior. Uh, they, you know, I should not be doing that. But Picard is making Mando look pretty silly in season three. I do think. Yeah, um, and I, I echo everything you said on that podcast. Uh, but you know, not yeah. here for for picard no we're not is picard like the logan roy of the (laughs) enterprise crew well does that mean that logan roy is going to come back to life as some sort of synthetic golem yeah roy logutus i mean that's sort of what tom calls him at the the start b to the org yeah Uh yeah wow Okay. I mean, did Brian Cox never do Star Trek? I got to imagine he Star Trekked at some point in time, or am I just like sort of confusing him with like a John Delancey? Yeah, uh, like I could see uh, well. him queuing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not Brian sure if Brian Cox has any Star Trek on his resume. Doesn't seem it. Doesn't his seem deep it. Resume. No. No. Yeah. You know, Josh. That of course this we're talking about a scripted show. But I did have the feeling um, in terms of like how we're reacting to this while we are reacting to the death of a fictional character that I do feel like that in our many years of talking about, you know, reality TV and Survivor Mm -hmm. over on RHAP, we do often I feel like encounter this where we are having this type of mourning for a reality TV show character in terms of their passing in the game where there are uh, signature uh, moments in these reality TV seasons where the character that was sort of like the larger than life figure ends up being taken out and sometimes in surprising fashion. And I do feel like that in a little bit in terms of like how we're like have to approach this like podcasting. Yeah. Like it's there's some similarities. Definitely. I mean, I don't think you have to look much further than the fact that like Logan Roy is being eulogized in the press. I'm sure that it crossed your desk, the LA Times obituary for oh, Logan no. Roy. Oh, no. No, so, I had worked out a, 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 a eulogy for Logan Roy from ChatGPT. Oh, I would I would love to hear that if you've got that handy. Okay, sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends, uh, family, colleagues, we gather here today to honor and remember a man who was a force of nature, Logan Roy. As we stand here reminiscing about Logan's life, let us take a moment to acknowledge that the loss we feel today is profound and the void he leaves behind is immense. Each of us in our own ways have been touched by Logan. And it's in these shared experience that we find comfort, solace, and a deep connection with one another. Logan's journey from humble beginnings to becoming a titan of the media and business world is nothing short of extraordinary. His life was a testament to the power of perseverance And he taught us that no dream is too big, no challenge insurmountable. As we come to the terms with his absence, we must also find strength in the lessons he left behind. To his children, Logan was more than just a father. He was their guiding star, their compass in a world that can often be tumultuous and unforgiving. It was his love, albeit sometimes tough, 
that instilled in them the drive to succeed and the courage to stand tall in the face of adversity in their hearts, that they carry a memory of their father who, despite his flaws, loved them unconditionally. Uh, and it goes on and on. Was the LA Times eulogy, was it kind wow, of the that mean was beautiful. Eul- that was beautiful. In post-production, that's especially beautiful. There's yeah, some music with, underneath so the it. Score, with yeah, the score. Really, was the really LA Times eulogy, was it like the mean eulogy? So the, the LA Times eulogy um, on April 9th, 2023, published at 7.02 p.m. Pacific time uh, by Meredith Blake and Yvonne Villarreal, uh, Logan Roy, conservative media mogul who shaped contemporary politics, dies at 84. Yeah. Uh, this is played all the way down the line, straight to the bone, Rob. I am uh, texting you the link here in our little private chat. How they would handle it. Take a look. Yeah, so this is this is presented as if Logan Roy actually died yeah. in our I universe. I think they might have just like taken the, you know, Rupert Murdoch uh, one they had on file and just like uh, control F. <laughs> Murdoch with tweaks. Control F off. <laughs> control F. Yeah, I think it was Murdoch with tweets. Control F Fox for Waystar Royco. Yeah, uh, so like there's you know a lot of uh, a lot of biographical details, some of which we do get from the show, uh, much of which uh, we get implied in the show, yeah. and it's it's like a long sprawling obituary that was published night of by the L.A. Times, and I think like that sort of speaks to. The cultural footprint of succession, if not the, you know, the metrics, even though this past episode, I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me. I should have pulled those up, but I, uh, it's been reported that it was the the most watched episode of succession uh, was the one that we just came off of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's still like, you know, it's, you know, sha- like a pale shadow of like even House of the Dragon, which has just uh, begun production on season two. Don't know if you nice. saw that. That was as of yesterday. We have a, a anticipated release. They're not going to hit for the summer right no way zero yeah. chance i yeah. think we would be we would be uh really lucky if this was like december 2023 it's going to be 2024 sometime mm-hmm. i expect like a year from now we're talking house of the dragon supposedly mm-hmm. it's a shorter season uh supposedly they're doing eight episodes uh, instead of 10 yeah it's like come on you can't just yeah. give us those extra two anyway whatever a, a whole different conversation what, what's hbo doing the rest of the year uh yeah that is a big conversation that i'm having <laughs> at night as i'm trying to fall asleep trying to keep yeah. the podcast alive it's uh, like uh hey mike white uh can you <laughs> you got any more of them uh white get lotuses? that lotus yeah. going yeah let's hit, let's hit that lotus uh, that hasn't even started filming it's gonna be in thailand apparently the white lotus mm-hmm. season three uh stay out of the attack zone uh is the guidance uh, but I think like the the seismic impact of losing a fictional character with the gravitas of Logan Roy, when it's like a defining role yeah. for an actor of Brian Cox's stature too, I think like that adds some weight. But I've been thinking about this a lot because like in some ways, Rob, it's just another day on HBO, right? Like HBO mm-hmm. is uh, is famous and rightly so at this point for famous forever. And rightly so at this point for killing off main characters unceremoniously. It's not TV. You know, it's why it's not TV. Like unexpected, without warning, in inopportune moments, this happens. Uh, and like a bunch of redacted examples that you could give from Game of Thrones to Six Feet Under and beyond. Um, but I think here in the case of Succession, what stands out to me that sort of separates Succession from a lot of the other HBO universe 
is like Succession is not a, is not a especially physically violent show. It is like a deeply emotionally violent show, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not like a physically violent show. You don't get blood, guts, and gore. Um, this is not like a sexy HBO show. It's not like our beloved yes. True Blood season one. Uh, yes. We're not going to Fantasia uh, and yeah, seeing sexually, people just like sexily bite each other. Rob. Yeah, I was listening on on the uh, Watch uh, podcast that uh, you know uh, Chris and Andy talked about how it's actually a sexless show. Mm-hmm. Succession, really? I mean, like all that's all the that Tom's trying to do, and it's not going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, it's there's there's not a ton of nudity, you know, D pics notwithstanding, and stuff like that. It's not a show that has a lot of those like signature HBO isms. It is it has the signature HBO isms that are a little less flashy, I think, which is like severe character work, like really, really deep, granular character studies. And that's why this show is so popular amongst the people who watch it and so loved by the people who who watch it, because the magic trick that's always talked about is these people are terrible. Why do I care? Why do I care if they're suffering? And I think it's just this extraordinary exercise in empathy when 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 succession is at its best, like you get to see the interiority of a Kendall Roy who in real life you would just want to like uh, plunge that person into the river. Uh, what a monster. But here you get to see them in unflinching now, detail. He did plunge somebody into the mm-hmm. river. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That job's yeah. already been done. Yes. Um, but I think like those are the things that HBO does so well when HBO is firing on all cylinders that Succession does. But Succession doesn't do those other bells and whistles. So when a main character dies and when a main character dies, three episodes into your final season and barely even is in that third episode of your final season. I think it's going to come as an, as, as an extra shock. And I think it's particularly artful and impressive to me that this is the guy who like the whole show was sort of predicated on the inevitability of his death. Logan almost dies in the first episode. It takes him a while to come back online in season one. And then he's like seemingly invincible and immortal and now he's not and now he's gone and so like the fact that this person who like you imagine if the show was ever going to really live up to its title had to die at some point in time the fact that it's as shocking as it is there's a lot of things underneath that but i'm i'm just i'm just um observing the idea that i think like succession isn't very hboe in a lot of ways that hbo shows are and i think that's a part of why yeah the Logan death was as like shocking and pervasive as it's, well, as it's been um, a lot there. Um, it could go in any number of different ways, but I, I guess let me just uh, really just touch on like the HBO ness of, of it. And I feel like that this was for succession fans uh, who were on, at their TV on Sunday night, that this was sort of like a shared God protect communal. the ones who weren't, by the way. Yeah, uh, well, apologies. sorry for you. Yeah. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Um, and this was a little bit of a like a shared communal experience of that speaks to like uh the the greatness of like uh like prestige TV on HBO and the kind of thing where if succession was on Netflix, that we would not have had this moment together, you would have been spoiled in very different ways if yeah. this happened uh, in season three of Succession, which dropped on Netflix, and it would have been uh, a far worse viewing experience where I think that a- almost all of us would have been spoiled in some way other than the lunatics that would have watched the whole season of Succession. So 
I will always, you know, as we have covered many different shows, many different ways. Like I, I always love the 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 weekly drop, and not just the week the weekly uh, drop, but the the fact that you know we know what time it comes yes. on, yeah, and that we can you know cr- alter our schedule around on a Sunday. I say to my wife, I, I don't care what we do today. I want to watch Succession at nine o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I don't know. It adds something to the experience. And uh, this could be like such a boomer take, but I feel like that it makes the show more important and it resonates uh, more with me because I have this time to have communion with my show. And yeah. I set aside a point in my schedule when I like, I plan my day around when this show is going to come on in a different way than if I was a star Wars fan, I'm like, I got to set my alarm to wake up at five o'clock in <laughs> right. the morning to watch. Otherwise Mando, I'm gonna sign so on I don't get Twitter spoiled seven in the morning and get spoiled. Yeah. Like yeah. I have an actual chance to enjoy the show in a way that I want to watch it. Uh, and, and there are not other than these HBO shows and some like, you know, primetime, uh, you know, network shows, obviously, like the Survivor experience is that for a lot of people, it's, you know, uh, so uncommon in these days. So I really do. We get so few of these moments as TV watchers. And so this was like a, a special night because as it was going through and I, you know, am not on my phone during these shows. I think that we all went through like, are they really doing it? Is he really like, uh, this is just good. Like he's going to be okay. Like, I think we did go through a lot of like the Roman, you know, stages of like, uh, like Roman probably longer than any of us. Like I really thought like, no, they're not going to kill him. Like they're not going to kill. They're not going to kill Logan. Like this is going to be a close call and he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And he was not fine. No. Neither were any of us as a result. Mm-hmm. But were we ever fine to begin with, I think, is also a question. Yeah, I mean, and for me also, you know, like, um, yeah, I don't want to make this all, all about me, but in, ter- in terms of, like, uh, losing a, a, a parent. You were and... very much on my mind for this. You've been well, very open about your stories with yes. the way that you lost your father and everything. And yeah. really, you know, I had gotten a, not to give the whole TikTok of that, but, you know, I had just, I had gotten a call from my mom who had told me like, Hey, you know, your, your dad, uh, has died. You know, he's, you know, he's passed away. Um, they, you know, they didn't call us during the time where he was going to the hospital and, you know, we didn't get like, uh, like me and my brother or my sister, like none of us, like we basically like, uh, like found out like after the fact and, you know, uh, like, so it, it, like these things happen, often in unexpected ways where, you know, that we like are raised on like television. And, you know, a lot of times people do have like, um, you know, people have long, um, you know, bouts with illness and then uh, there's opportunities to say a lot of things, but other times, you know, things just happen very suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to like monologue at like Tyrion Lannister from the, from the privy, right? Mm -hmm. Normally like this is, and I think that, uh, just uh, that uh, a note that I had uh, when yeah. I rewatched, uh, you know, Logan also, uh, I think, passed in the privy. Also, it does seem like he passed in the privy. It does seem like he passed in the privy. And this is another thing that I really appreciated about the way that the show unfolded is I think in in some of the preseason material, uh, uh, Jeremy Strong 
was talking to somebody. I don't have the outlet offhand. Mm -hmm. It wasn't with me. Um, but he was talking about the idea that there is like a karma to the universe of succession. And maybe you don't get caught for the one thing. Maybe you get away with the one thing, but there is like a way of the world sort of catching back up to mm -hmm. you. And so like for Logan Roy, the first time we ever meet him, the first scene of succession is him having this like wicked bathroom malfunction. He's like peeing on the floor of his apartment. Yeah. Um, later in that episode, he's in the helicopter. He's up in the air when he uh, has his stroke that nearly kills him. So, um, beyond that, there's like the cruise scandal that is plaguing succession. Here we are on a cruise of Ellis Island when we get the news. So I think there's a lot of ways in which a lot of like the narrative backbone of succession showed its face in um, in Logan's in Logan's departure from uh, from this universe. Uh, and I think like there's there's an elegance to the storytelling there. But then I think that there is also this echoing of reality. Like I have not lost a parent, but Rob, you were with me the night that I found out that I lost my cousin. You and I were, were out uh, like celebrating the evolution of strategies launch, I think is where we were. We were in LA. We were paying it. We were at the cheesecake factory uh, mm -hmm. and we were winding down. And I think you had like, you had to go to the bathroom or you were like paying up or something. And I had a call from Emily, like many missed calls. Uh -huh. And I like was like, okay, she knows I'm yeah. out. What's going on? And it's like, your cousin died. And this is like, a, a it was a peer of mine. And like we December were, 2014. Yeah. yeah. And we were like super, super close when we were kids. And like estranged is a harsh word. So I don't know that I would say we were estranged at the end of his life, but we were, uh, we were not close anymore. And it was, it was like disorienting. It was, there was a lot of disbelief with that call. I had to, you know, then like, go across the country to get back there. And that was a whole ordeal. And I think like this episode was very evocative for a lot of people, like people in the, in the PSR discord who have lost parents and have, you know, received this news in similar ways. I think we're really mm -hmm. reacting a lot to the way that this, this captured a lot of that feeling. So, you know, succession had sort of this bullet in the chamber of like, Logan's probably going to go at some point, but how do you do that? And how do you do that and maintain the tone of the show too? I think is like a really delicate dance. I think that they did it really, really well. Uh, if sure. you're looking at IMDb, uh, the uh, the episode Connor's wedding right now is like getting feeded as uh, like the top TV episode ever, let alone succession. Like it's competitive mm -hmm. with Ozymandias from Breaking Bad right now. Yeah. And that's like maybe some recency bias, but I think that there is also something to the idea that like what we witnessed was like a very historic episode of TV that to your point about the Sunday night communion, I mean, obviously you don't have to twist my arm to, to, uh, you know, let you know that I totally agree that that is, um, that is the way that yeah. is the way. I'm like waking up at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning to, to watch. watch That's not the way, man, yes. though. Um, can I uh, play for you? Uh, you mentioned some of uh, Jeremy Strong's uh, interviews yes. that he has done. So all the HBO shows, they also they do like this like EPK piece yep. at the end. And uh, and they're usually like pretty interesting. Uh, and I hadn't watched it on Sunday night, but I did watch it this morning when I rewatched the episode. Can I play for you a clip of uh, Jeremy Strong from, and I feel like that we have not, or people are not talking enough about we this. I, I certainly would love because I know what's happening. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me uh, see if I have this uh, queued up uh, mm -hmm. and you can hear it. Okay. I think he went. I think he's gone. Okay. When Jesse told me that that was going to happen, I wasn't terribly surprised. 
I thought it made sense dramaturgically. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dramaturgically. Uh, did you feel like it made sense, Josh? I think it made sense dramaturgically. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, you know, it made sense in terms of like uh, the fact that Jeremy Armstrong or Jeremy Strong would come out here and use the word dramaturgically <laughs> to react to the death of Logan Roy feels like the most Jeremy Strong thing to come out here and do. And I don't mean that as a shot. I love this quote. This This quote has not like lit up the podcast, I don't think. But it does feel like dramaturgically is really getting uh, getting some play on the succession internet here. Uh, and effectively, right, it's like, you know, speaking to the story craft and the structure and like the historic nature yeah. of this thing. It is a real word. It certainly is. Uh, <laughs> but it is a big word that I don't know that like. If you're a Game of Thrones HBO viewer and like you're mm -hmm. leading and you're like, why did he just say right there? <laughs> but I feel like that's another reason why I love this show so much. Like it could come out that Jeremy Strong is just like a total a-hole beyond like the method of it all. Who knows? But like there is such an investment from the people who make the show that I feel like that moment, it's very easy to memeify. It also kind of just feels so earnest. You know, mm -hmm. he's not doing a bit. He's not making a joke when he comes on here and says that this made sense dramaturgically, Rob. Yeah. He means it with his full belly. You know, this is a dramaturgically sound decision that was made by Je uh, Jeremy Strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we uh, we can respect that because I yeah. mean, we are creators and Josh and I have a lot of discussions like behind the scenes. First like, one out made a lot of sense to me yeah. dramaturgically. Yeah. Well, um. Go I mean, zero even believe it I, I, you're 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 joking but you know you and i have a lot of like internal discussions about like okay here's what we want to do and we want to make sure it makes sense uh right. and <laughs> we have to or it doesn't play mm -hmm. <laughs> you know when josh first came up with the idea of the wand off and mm -hmm. i said okay like I, I hear, I hear what you're saying, but you know, it's just got got to make sense from a podgeturgic sense, podgeturgical standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how you get full investment. Yeah, does the Robin Josh show make sense podgeturgically to you? It has that, to. It has or we, to, or we couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think we have and, those standards here on the network, and a lot of people don't realize this where you know like we we go through it and we do it like each segment like beep by beep but then we but then we go through it and we do it all in one take uh -huh. and just like and, and roll and we just make sure that we nail it yeah each and every time um did you like that we uh we got this i mean did you feel the one act play of it all you watched the behind the well, episodes i had seen uh, a yeah. Uh, yeah i did see that i had seen like an interview uh like somebody like on twitter like a couple of weeks ago had posted like a jeremy strong interview clip where he was talking about like uh you know we do sometimes and we do it like a 30 minute and, and people yeah. are like what the hell is jeremy strong talking uh -huh. about yeah. um uh, but i think that he was referencing this uh episode yeah, I think that so um, there was also like this idea of like, there's a twist that's going to break the succession internet. I think this was it. I think this was it. So I don't know that like there's mm -hmm. like another like humongous thing like this to look out for, at least not in terms of what was made available. We already talked about yeah. how critics got the first four. So there was like, 
a Some little, critics, yeah. A little bit of a vibe around. Yeah, like a very specific group of critics got the first four episodes of the mm-hmm. show. So there's like a, a vibe around these first four that wasn't totally apparent yet through the two. I think this this feels fairly clearly like this is the thing that was sort of being safeguarded. Uh, but yeah, like they they wanted to they wanted to film it this way. There's all of this like whose idea was it? Was it Mark Mylod, the director's idea? Was it Kieran Culkin's idea, as Mark Mylod says? But then Kieran Culkin says, "No, it wasn't me." <laughs> I interviewed Alan Ruck the other yes. day. This yes. is up on uh, THR. He was a delight, an absolute delight to to talk to. And he's like, "I don't know whose idea it was." Like he says, "It was Kieran," but Kieran didn't say it. But I don't know who did it. But it was a great idea. I felt like Alan Ruck should have swept in and been like, "It was mine. I said it. I said mm-hmm. we should do it." Um, I oddly think just to like pivot it to some of the other characters. Yeah, there's a world in which like I I said this to him and he he didn't really bite on this too much, but it felt to me like Connor's wedding being the event where Logan Roy passes Rob and isn't even there uh, when it happens. And like if he doesn't take this trip to Sweden. He maybe is surrounded by people who can help him. Maybe he gets to land faster. He's at least, if he does go, surrounded by, you know, ostensibly, uh, allegedly, his loved ones. Uh, So there's a lot baked into that. But Connor goes forward with the wedding in a way that feels like, I don't know, did you feel like maybe we should call it? Or did you feel like there was like, an earnestness to the to the marriage of Connor and Willa. I kind of oddly end this episode feeling like maybe for the first time ever, Connor Roy isn't just going to be the small plant on the rocks that eats the bugs, but like the way he's interacting with Willa's mom, the way he's interacting with Willa, I feel like Connor Roy could uh, could like grow from this. I feel like Connor Roy oh. leaves the day in like a in a you know. An interesting state at the very yeah, least. Yeah, I, I certainly feel like that Connor, especially like in um, hindsight, has grown a lot from this. And, you know, Connor, if we go back to the first episode, you know, it says to Willa of like, hey, I, I kind of want our wedding to be a spectacle. This will help me in the polls. And yes. we could have like, you know, all, all these explosions and bum fights. And ultimately... That for Connor, he ends up, you know, having the wedding in an environment where no one is going to be thinking about Connor and nobody right. is going and and he could have walked away and ultimately said like, hey, well, this is like the timing is bad. But instead, you know, he like is the person who, you know, and we found out like, you know, how devastated he was about Willa potentially leaving him in the last episode that I think that for Connor, who's had like um, this, like, um, I don't want to say difficult in the traditional sense, but he has never had any sort of like real love in his life. And while he doesn't quite get that from Willa, she's the closest thing that he ever has gotten to that. And so for him to want to, you know, actually at a time when nobody is paying attention to what they're doing, you know, be even more dedicated to wanting to make that commitment to her. Like, I I think that was a lot of growth from Connor. Yeah. And I think like, even she, when he's like, do you even love me and all this stuff? Like, are you just here for the money? There was like some real honesty that was launched back his way, but like, not like, I don't know. It felt like, I mean, it's so, it's so weird to like judge, but like it, it felt like there was like sort of like this mutual respect there of like, yeah, the money is definitely part of it, but I'm I'm happy and I'm not yeah. leaving 
not today. Uh, you know, like when uh, Lalo Salamanca told uh, told Saul Goodman, uh, not yet. Uh, he's not going to kill you today. Uh, that I feel like there was like something to like an actual partnership there. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, the rebound from, oh, man, he didn't even like me, uh, which is like such a reflection of he wasn't even coming uh, to where Connor ends at the end of the day. Um, how is this going to do for Connor's presidential prospects is a question that I've been could get uh, a bump. wondering. Could yeah. get a bump. Yeah, I feel like a bump could be on the way. Like he's tr- he's been struggling to hold on to that one percent. I feel like he's going to get the one percent. Is he going to get additional percents? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Um, he could get a bump or also it could be kind of like the stock price where yeah. like that maybe that the uh, I know there's the the con heads. Is that what they were uh-huh. called? The yeah. people that love. Con- but maybe there was also like some people that were like, oh, you know, Logan Roy, like this is, uh, you know, I'm a big Logan Roy fan. And now that he's gone. But I do think he'll probably get a bump. I think that that bump could be meaningful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that the bump is going to there's like almost no chance. I think that it could be like enough to get him into the white house no uh, no certainly not certainly but it not. could be enough to like siphon off of a jared mankin uh potentially mm-hmm. so i think that there's uh there you know talk about an october surprise i think that this this could have been that yeah. um what day Alan, of the week is it supposed to be josh uh well so I, I guess brian cox in some of his interviews has been saying uh that every episode has been a day so far this season so if he was born october 14th i believe so it's october 16th and i believe it's a friday because they're so freaked out about market closing yeah uh, okay yeah so i think that that's that's where we went so connor roy had a friday wedding yeah Rough, you know, like yeah. trying to save some money is what he's uh, aiming to do. So it makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, types of people that he's inviting to his wedding, like they either like probably don't have real jobs or like they're powerful enough that they could take a Friday for Connor. Mm-hmm. But also, it's not a summer Friday, kind of like uh, not not ideal, Connor. No, it's an autumnal Friday. It could have been pretty chilly mm-hmm. out there. Also, on I the think water. Pr- probably um, you know uh, Columbus Day weekend, so yeah. people are off on Monday already, yes. and then you need to be off on Friday. So. Yes, so there's a lot going on uh, with oh, all. Oh, my birthday's coming up. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen on a, a too much birthday episode. Uh, yeah. Session for you. Is each episode of the season going to be one more day? So like, what's that going to be? Episode uh, seven, episode eight. Uh, if so, then if episode five doesn't end with a lay Miz one day more medley, mm-hmm. I'm going to be pissed. I'll be mm-hmm. pissed. I'll be really mm-hmm. upset. Yeah. Al- Alan um, Ruck said something really interesting in the interview that I feel like we should be taking with us as we're talking about our podgeturgical considerations. Uh, I asked him about like, uh, okay, so you're not the, like you have not received an Emmy nominee and it's kind of a crime because you're incredible and we would like to fix this. And he addressed it and he talks about, he says, okay, about the Emmy thing. Look, on my show alone, we've got Matthew McFadden, Nikki Braun, Kieran Culkin, who all do a lot. They chop a lot of wood. That's what he says. They chop a lot of wood. Elsewhere in the article, he says they chop a lot of wood and carry a lot of water. I like that as a way of describing yeah. like the burden that you That's carry. That's how Butch used to describe food. the craft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you chopped a lot of wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. you chopped a lot of wood. Did you chop carry up. a lot of water? Um, that's really, I leave that to Owen, uh, Knight, uh, who's more of like the, um, you know, junior deputy, uh, water, water person. Yeah. 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 Water yeah. officer. 
Yeah. Are you are you are you two like a tale of fire and ice? Uh, mm-hmm. you and fire Owen? and water sure, for works? sure. Yeah, the Night King. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh, let me ask you, and I don't know if this has been in the discourse or not. Do we have any thoughts about where did the leak happen? Uh, the people that were in the know said we need to keep this under wraps. Yep. Yet that there was a a leak. Somebody somebody told told somebody who ultimately got this out there. Are are there theories out there? Because I do have one. Yeah, I think that there are a few. I think that there's people who think like maybe it could have been a disgruntled Jerry uh, mm. is is a contender. Uh, I, I, think- I rule Jerry. Well, we can talk it through. Uh, I rule Jerry out because okay. I think that Jerry would have a lot to lose from the stock price tanking, and I do not think that that would be a move that Jerry uh, would uh, make intentionally. Okay, so let's talk through what's canonically available to us yes. uh, on the on the plane. They're talking about like, could it just be like the air traffic chatter? Uh, could that have Possible. somehow caught wind? Uh, that feels like the most innocuous, but maybe likely thing that could have happened. But I don't think that's necessarily um, that you would make the conclusion that there would be some sort of like health event in the yeah. air. Like I think people probably, you know, and this happens like with like uh, Elon Musk. That there was a guy on Twitter who was like tracking where Elon's plane was going. Yes, right, right. And so I'm sure there are people that are tracking Logan Roy's plane but probably not uncommon for logan roy to get on a plane and go somewhere and then have the plane turn around so i don't think that you would necessarily make the leap of that okay it is you know oh he's logan roy is ill yeah could it be chuckles the clown could it be carrie uh as she is called at one point Uh, i do want to talk about carrie i do i do not think um that it is her uh that is not my person i'm suspicious of but i do want to talk about her uh uh momentarily okay well let's get to who you think it might have been cousin greg i think it's cousin greg you think I, I think it was greg because hey, I should say has not been the greatest time for cousin greg it has not been the greatest time for cousin greg uh so two things uh that happen you know tom uh, you know, assigns Greg a job to go to his office and delete the folder called logistics. Logi- what's in the logistics folder? Mm-hmm. Or should we not speculate because we both have them? Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you never want to know what's you don't in, know logistics what's in my logistics folder. folder. No way. Okay. Yeah. So, and he's, and, but Tom also tells Greg, like, uh, uh, make sure you, you know, like, tell my story. And, you know, Greg, we saw how Greg bumbles tasks constantly, uh, yeah. just as recently as last week. And so the assignment of make sure people know that Tom was there. Also, uh, like the, the task was not tell no one not uh, anything. You know, make sure people know that Tom was around Logan for this. And then also we see Tom having a sorry that greg having a conversation with a woman who we don't know who she is she was a reporter uh, she's and she asks the question to greg and we and we don't see him get the answers like so is your uncle coming or not and i think that that woman and we know that greg does not have like going back from the first episode and logan's birthday he is not the best judge of character when it comes to people who could be potentially working to get intel on the roy family he's a very easy mark and i think that greg tipped off this woman to the point where 
deliberately okay. or accidentally? Accidentally. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think it was intentionally. Uh, I think that either in like his bumbling in terms of like, I need to leave something, something is off. Uh, you know, my uncle, yeah, my uncle's definitely not going to be here. I need to leave abruptly and got people like, uh, at least asking the questions and then to then also maybe as a secondary thing, like, okay, uh, his flight just turned around also. Right, right, right. Uh, right. The flight's coming back and that was unexpected. Maybe that got like enough smoke going. So I think I do think that cousin Greg was uh, the person who tipped off the press. Would not uh, put it past cousin Greg to be the person who, who, uh, who- bumbling. Yeah, who like bumbled his way towards He's not a serious person, Josh. He's not. He's not a serious figure. It seemed like Cousin Greg was on his way out the door, potentially, uh, before Logan passed. I think that's the implication from what Tom tells Greg, right? Like, what did you get at the bottom of your your stocking? An old man who hated you is dead. Which is interesting where that in the last episode that he was compared to, uh, you know, a like Santa Claus hitman. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> yeah, the theme of Christmas does. And come I have back yet again. to say on a podcast that the Crashmore uh, illusions are are right there, but uh, I feel like that was low hanging fruit for the "I think you should leave" crowd. Have you done "I think you should leave"? I watched uh, an yeah. episode or two, so uh-huh. uh, yeah, it was yeah. it was fun, a fun yeah. watch, a short watch as yeah. well uh, over on Netflix. Everything uh, sucked lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, I do want to talk about Kerry because I think sure. that Kerry does have like a very like interesting reaction to everything. She's, she's in like extraordinary shock. I mean, yes. like the whole quorum is in the back of the plane trying to figure out what to do next, almost like completely emotionally detached. Yeah. And then Carrie comes in. So the implication is like Carrie's just been there the yeah. whole way. That's tough she comes out sort of like that she's gotten like a, a dose of, of like the Joker Smilex. Yeah, uh, yeah. And is this, is this her Harley Quinn moment? I don't know. She comes yeah. through and she, <laughs> that was weird. Carrie I mean, Quinn. Am I right? Am I right? Um, and so she comes through and then Tom says, yes, yeah, she looks like she just caught a foul ball at a Yankee game. Uh, <laughs> so, and so messed up. you also got that uh, somebody else referred to her as Chuckles the Clown. Yeah. What's her reaction? Is she like, I can't imagine that she was like Logan, like updated his last will and testament to uh, be like, I mean, this is just his right. girlfriend. I mean, they're right. not married or anything like that. Also, like, I feel like that Lo- like, her connection with Logan was her ticket. To be powerful, which we we already knew was not happening. Yeah. Yeah. But at least she was very involved in, and to the point where now she's completely like shut out of these conversations that she would have otherwise been in. So I can't imagine why she is in a good mood or a happy mood. I don't think she is. I think like she's like severely punch drunk and just like almost like, um, you know, filled with. Uh, like just like the adrenaline of the shock. And I think the types of things that you're sketching out, which are right to sketch out because Carrie has theoretically just lost her seat at the table. I cannot imagine that these are things that she's like able to, to, to see in that moment. But yeah, she was, she was like Logan's uh, co-pilot. You know, she was, the uh, she, no, you can't talk to the pilot. I'm not talking son. to her. Yeah. I'm not talking to her. That she was, so she is, oh, the tell home. them, tell them to, to do it. Do it. Tell them to do it right. Do it right. Do it right. Yeah. I mean, I think that there was something so great. About, tell them like, to do it. Pilots alert. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to do it pyloturgically. It sounded like Frank's like they're doing it as pyloturgically as possible, son. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you can't know. you can't talk to them. You can't yeah. talk to them. They're, yeah. they're doing their flying thing. But mm -hmm. like she was she's, you know, she is for there are better words, but she was Logan's wing person, right? Like mm -hmm. so she she was and so now he's gone. But I think like this is like if we're just sort of like casting our eye towards the future, which I think we ought to do uh, of like, what does this look like for the show moving forward is we are dealing with a world where everyone kind of just assumed that Logan Roy was immortal, that he's Zeus, mm -hmm. he's Odin, you know, I guess Odin dies a lot in the mythology and yeah. stuff, but like, that's like, he's a God, he's a God. He's not yeah. going to ever leave us. And so a lot of plans are predicated on you know something that Tom says in season three. I've seen you get effed a bunch. I've never seen Logan get effed once. Well, well, guess who just got effed? Everybody who hitched their plans and their life to Logan Roy. And so this is another reason why uh, you know Jesse Armstrong in the behind the episode talks about how like reason one. It's not he's not above wanting to shock the audience and do something unexpected. And so there's just sort of like the popcorn uh, like take right there. But two, it's like if we're going to do this, let's just not like kill him and have everybody cry. And that's the show. Like there are consequences to Logan dying. And so severe consequences potentially for Carrie, severe consequences potentially for Tom, who I think he might be processing that when he's on the phone with Greg, where he's like, tell people I was there. Tell people I was close. Um, your your Franks, your Carls, your your Carolinas, these people need to mobilize mm -hmm. because public momentum could shift towards the surviving siblings who don't know the severity of the estrangement as severe of a word as right. that might be. But the other piece of that is Logan is gone. And Shiv speaks to this when uh, when Roman's like, should we go and see the body? And she's like, well, he's not going to get mad if you don't. He's dead. Logan is gone. The threat of reprisal from Logan Roy is probably still there because it's so soon, but it's not actually necessarily there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it won't take terribly long for a bunch of these characters to start, uh, you know, assessing what Kendall Roy calls their future freedom of movement. Uh, like, I feel like a Carrie, if she's not treated with respect by some of these people, who knows what kinds of, uh, you know, closets she has access to with her Logan Roy skeleton key. Uh, mm -hmm. I think and like and these... watch out for the pee on the floor. Yeah, it's gross. It smells something fierce in mm -hmm. there. Uh, but I think like that is an exciting prospect for these seven episodes. Like there's one part of me that's like, I can't even imagine what succession looks like without yeah. Logan Roy. And then another part of me that's like, I don't have to imagine what succession looks like without Logan Roy. I have to imagine what it looks like without Brian Cox. But Logan Roy and him dying and what that does to the existing characters, enormous. And it's really exciting that we've got seven full hours of yeah. that. And what has happened over the last few episodes going back to um, the final episode of season three is that, you know, the siblings against Logan like have been united. And right. now without that force of Logan of like, you know, look what he's done to all of us as something that has united them. Now, I do feel like in the end game of succession. Now, I think that we are going to see now Kendall versus Roman versus shiv like versus the board you know i think that each of them have like their own sort of like strategic partners in this like uh very muddled world that we've uh built here but i do feel like 
that this is not going to be like the three kids, like they were planning to do at Pierce of the not three with kids, seven episodes left. Yeah. The three kids running, you know, the Waystar Royco Empire. I, I do feel like that this might end up being more of like uh, the three kids fighting over the ashes of the Waystar Royco Empire. I think that that's right. And uh, I'm like, I am excited to see it. Uh, I like it's going to be horrible. The, like it's going to be savage. But I think it's it's hard to imagine the show doing something as severe as killing off one of its main characters, which it just did. And somehow, despite it being such a heavy episode, and it was, it was obviously like really emotional and turbulent. It was still pretty funny at points, you know, mm -hmm. like there was like there was like this really like bleak comedy in like the processing of what the hell just happened. Like there was there were like these moments that were still very succession. -y, and I was impressed by that on the rewatch, especially of like the tone of the show is intact in a moment like that. So like there would be a world where I would be concerned that like if we start really, really getting into the trench warfare between Kendall and Shiv and Roman, is it just going to be way too unpleasant to bear? Is there not going to be any like sort of like witty relief in the writing at least? I'm not concerned about that uh, after after this episode. I think like this will still be very, very succession-y uh, if those three come to blows. But I, I do think, um, yeah, like... I kind of, I think we all felt like things were going to fall apart anyway. It seemed like Roman was going back to his dad last week. And I think like removing this, this, this common goal of sort of like, let's stick it to dad. Yeah. That does change things dramatically. Dramaturgically, yeah. it changes a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, just to go back to Game of Thrones uh, for a moment uh, that uh, I believe uh, it might have been uh, Ramsey Bolton who said, you know, if you think this has a happy ending, you yes. haven't been paying attention. Uh, and I yeah. do feel like that that is very much the case here in succession. Like, I don't think this ends well for any of I don't even want to say protagonists, uh, but to the people that we have come to know over the course of the show. Josh, actually, uh, can I give you like, a update from, you know how this is like one of my favorite topics to talk about, phone watch. Yeah, phone watch. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, have you been paying attention to, okay, this is something that we talked about. I think maybe when I was on uh, one of the feedback shows in Succession season three mm -hmm. about Apple, allegedly. Yes. yes. That it pays a lot of attention to which characters in a show have an iPhone, which characters have to use an Android device. And yes. the rule, uh, according to uh, as, as recently as uh, Ryan Johnson confirmed, yes. Uh, yes. as recently as 2020, of Apple will not let you have an iPhone in the hands of a villain. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. so... Uh, we did get to see a lot of phones in this episode. Okay. Yes. And I will give the credit to the people over at Mashable who have clocked that there was one significant character who does not, you know, Logan famously was not an iPhone user. Logan right. was on an Android. Yes. Uh, there was one character in the episode who uh, is not on the iPhone. And... Do you know who it is? I do, but do you want okay. to drag it out? Yeah, that's fine. I just let, let the audience think about it. Yeah. It's Tom. It's Tom. It's Tom. Mm -hmm. Tom did not get the iPhone memo. Does that mean Darth Tom is just going to get worse? 
in what way i can't imagine yeah. like how uh but i can't wait to see yeah it's notable um yeah, if you like read into that meta, that that can't be good. But also, then I think it says a lot about Apple that they let all these other uh, schmo hawks <laughs> use their product. Roman, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. shit, uh, no problem. Kendall, it might, maybe I wonder guy. with Apple, they're like, nah, we just want to be on Succession. You can just do whatever with our stuff. And if anything, like, does it show that uh, Tom not having an Apple product is that like a class disparity? Uh, is that like Tom Wom's games, The Outsider? Uh, mm -hmm. could, it, could it be? Uh, I loved Tom in this episode. I thought Tom Tom was great, like a like a real uh, a real stand up guy. I felt like no, yeah, he's doing right by the family. I do love like the back and forth where uh, a lot of times where you know uh, between Kendall and Roman where they're talking about like uh, okay, well that is is you know is is that good is it and is it should it be doing that like and tom has to deliver like a yeah i don't i don't think it's good um yeah i think he's i think uh it's very very yeah. bad it's, it's very, very bad it's very, very bad stupid. logan is 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 not well he's really he he uh he might be gone he's yeah. very gone you know he's like yeah. he's, <laughs> There's a lot of confusion a lot of confusion but do we know this do we know yeah. he's gone do we know yeah. he's dead like uh, do we like uh, is he is he not breathing? I do also think that like given the people involved in the scenario, I get I understand Roman just like not necessarily trusting this outright. It's uh, like, you know, uh, these people are all, you know, nincompoops in addition to being like uh, soul void. They're just also just like buffoons, mm -hmm. such such clowns. It's not just chuckles on that plane. Uh, so like if he's not like fully buying into the story right away, I get it. I, I think it was like very successful for the viewer too. like, did you, how far into the episode did you go thinking like, maybe he's going to be all right. Like, cause I think a lot of people went pretty deep into the episode thinking like, he's going to like sprout back to life. Suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think at the point where, um, you know, they talked about how long it's been since he's had oxygen, <laughs> you know, kind yeah. of like, um, I think oh, this is. This might be it. This is it. This might be it. I think this is it. I think he went. I think he I think went, he went. Frank says. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, anything else from this episode of Succession that you've got, Rob? Uh, a dense one. A lot going on. We've lost a, titan yeah. a Titanic figure. You sure. see those. On the Titanic. You see those numbers dropping. Mm -hmm. That's dad. Yeah. Uh, I did love the level of abuse that Hugo got in this episode. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i just it was such like a uh a you know it just it just got it from especially from roman like yeah. uh like he just tells him like just like uh like go f off and do whatever you do <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah here's but hugo on the ground liaising uh yeah. yeah i did i did love all that um also tom uh has a bunch of like um greg Litz, uh that he yeah. is bringing with with him i love uh, greg saying like uh i don't i'm not a word tom i'm a yes. person yeah so good all the don't they're all gregging word. um and so josh as somebody who has podcast a uh, community uh, uh did you feel like uh what what's worse to be uh gregging or to brita something uh i am a, a staunch brita perry defender uh and i think that she gets a bum rap uh but Britta-ing is like uh honestly that should be known. what gregging is gregging is really to yeah. Britta something uh yes. like tom uses gregging as like uh people like helping 
Yeah, is it like as Britta is to gregging as manslaughter is to murder? Like, what is the degree of severity increased mm -hmm. that much? Yeah, uh, but I don't think that Tom is even using gregging as like a negative. No, he's using his like little human footstools running around yes, doing and, my bidding. And, and I think to uh, to Greg is to Britta. Uh huh. To Greg is to Britta. To Blave. To Blave. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, it made sense to me Gregaturgically, though. I think mm -hmm. the the use of the word Greg for in sure. This episode Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, just a absolutely momentous hour of television. You'll never forget where you were when you watched this one. I you won't like. forget where you, where you were. Um, that I had like an extended. There's in terms of like my own personal uh viewing and my my unique experience uh with it that we were you know I had said. I prioritized it. I wanted to like build my whole day around. All right, I want to yep. watch Succession at night. No matter what we do, uh, I want to watch Succession at nine o'clock. And then, like you know, fifteen minutes into it, like as uh, Logan is getting the the chest compressions, then uh, it might have been actually like right before that started to happen. Uh, then my older son was like, "Mom, mom," oh, like uh, I didn't want to go to sleep, having like uh, you know watched some. Went down a YouTube rabbit hole oh, no. watching disturbing videos. Uh -huh. And then so I had like a 20, 30 minute interruption uh, during, you know, I think it actually might have been right before Logan took ill because I was very concerned. Like, OK, great. I'm going to be falling asleep before the end of the episode. Right. I did right. not fall asleep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think a lot of people with a lot of stories about how they watched this one. Uh, I think uh, this is the argument in favor, as you were making very eloquently earlier. Uh, Sunday night HBO TV, when it's great, there's nothing nothing like it. Um, yeah, so, it's so fun to have you know a show you care about in that time slot yes. and be able to you know uh, watch it and then you know be part of like the discourse around it. And yes. it's not like um, you know, and I know it got spoiled for a lot of people, but you know, it's just it's just such a different experience with all the streaming shows we watch. Totally agreed. Uh, the next episode, honeymoon states. Hmm. Uh, honeymoon like, states. Honeymoon states is hmm. is what it's called. Are we gonna follow Connor on the <laughs> campaign trip? uh yeah uh yeah i think that that could be it uh we could see we could see a little more of connor roy i think probably immediate fallout of logan's death is on the menu as well how much do you think we're gonna go like are we going to like are we, are we getting like a the funeral are we getting right because like, uh, i kind of feel like that a lot of that stuff um could be potentially like i i almost feel like that we're not gonna get like go to the funeral, see the eulogies and like, I feel I like think, we could yada yada that. I think we probably, we probably will at least to an extent. I don't know if it'll be this coming episode or if that's going to be coming a little bit later down the pike. Um, but just uh, like some of the Brian Cox interviews, like he's talking about how he would show up on set to like throw the scent off of like that he had died. So he kept coming back and he was like re repeatedly uh, featured on set in case anyone was like watching and it seems like there was like a funeral and he was there. So like, I feel like he, we will probably get some of that. Mm -hmm. Will we get like a whole episode? And if it's every, you know, if every episode's a day, then it's probably not going to be this very next episode. Although it's just off the rack. How hard can it be to repurpose mm -hmm. uh, Reagan's funeral for Logan Roy? So yep. we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Honeymoon States, of course, we'll be back next week 
talking about that. We've got a few more hits on the Succession podcast this week. I still have to get together with Latanya Starks to do verses this week. We will do the live wrap-up at the end of the week as well. Uh, and then we start all over again live on Sunday night, Honeymoon States. We had a really great time doing the live show. A lot of people turned out. I was out. listening, yeah on Sunday night. So we will be doing that live on YouTube again for anybody who wants to watch posterrecaps.com slash YouTube. If uh, you know, these have been eventful episodes. If you want to hop on with Jess, Grace and myself on Sunday nights, right after the episodes end, that's the way to do it. Postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube. Postshowrecaps.com slash succession is our RSS link for all of our succession content. If you want to search by URL and if you want to stay plugged into the Rob and Josh show, postshowrecaps.com slash Rob and Josh is our RSS link as well. If you want to search by URL for the Rob and Josh show here on mm-hmm. Show Recaps, Rob, anything else you got going on you want to plug? Um. No, I just want to say, like, uh, in conclusion with um, everything that's uh, going on here with Succession, like, there was a point where they talk about, like, well, what, what do we do here? Do we, like, turn in the crown? Like, uh, and really, like, uh, that what the move should be for all of these uh, Roy children should be, you know, cash out. You have all the money that you could ever need to do whatever you want in life. Yep. And... Ultimately, that um, as Logan Roy like knew this whole time, they are not serious people. Uh, they're not serious figures. And while they could have just like uh, you know cashed out, ultimately sold these assets into the hands of like capable people, and you know uh, this property would have gone on to do something else. Uh, the children will try to run it, and yeah. much like. Uh, much like Connor did once upon a time with his dad's car, uh, destroy it <laughs> and run it into the ground. And there is no winding this odometer back. Yeah, I think that you're probably right. I mean, if this had happened later in the season, maybe there's a shot. Uh, seven episodes is way too much runway for them not to just blow this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's exactly where we're headed. And I look forward to seeing how it plays out. We'll be back next week talking about succession until then everybody f off <laughs> <laughs>